19, Acts 19. Holy Spirit, I want to thank you for your word. I want to thank you for the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. That is so great. Thank you, Father. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm not going to go back to my message this morning. I just want to talk to you because I have uh, 15 minutes. <laughs> okay. So, uh, Acts 19, beginning from verse 1. It says, and it happened while Apollos was at Corinth that Paul, having passed through the upper regions, came to Ephesus. And finding some disciples, he said to them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? So they said to him, we have not so much as heard whether there is a Holy Spirit. And he said to them, into what then were you baptized? So they said, into John's baptism. Then Paul said, John indeed baptized with a baptism of repentance, saying to the people that they should believe on him who would come after them, that is, on Christ Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them, and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. Now... The men were about 12 in all. I want to share this with you very briefly if you have received Christ as your Lord and Savior. This is a subject in the body of Christ that causes a lot of controversy that shouldn't be because it's so clear. And it's for every one of us. Everything that God is giving to mankind to, for us to benefit from the enemy attacks it, makes it so complex, and people become afraid of it, and then they move away, and they develop doctrines against what God says to us so clearly, and then they hurt themselves in so doing. Notice how the, the, the passage went. Paul was passing through the upper coast, came to Ephesus, and he found certain Christians. Before this time, they were called disciples. So he found certain disciples. It was, there was no doubt in Paul's mind that they were Christians. They were a part of the group, Christians. He found certain disciples. And then he asked them a question that I'm going to ask you this morning. Because if Paul were to be here with you, and he knows that you are a Christian... Perhaps he may ask you this question. Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? That's what we read. Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? That means, if you really analyze that, it means you can truly believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and not receive the Holy Spirit. Because if... 
the contrary were the case, if you believe you automatically have the Holy Spirit, then this is not a good question. Paul should know not to ask a question that doesn't make sense. Because when you receive Christ, automatically you receive the Holy Spirit. But that's not the way Paul understood it. He knew it's possible for you to receive Christ and be a Christian, go into heaven, and still not have received the Holy Spirit. So he asked them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? They said, we have not so much as heard whether there is a thing or a person called Holy Spirit. Basically, what is Holy Spirit? That's what he said. And Paul said, how then were you baptized? If you've never heard that there is a Holy Spirit, how will you baptize? Because if you were baptized according to the way Jesus said to be baptized, then you should have heard the word Holy Spirit. And then if you didn't understand, then you should have asked your pastor, then, what are you baptizing? What's this Holy Spirit you just mentioned? They just did that, right? So Paul said, how will you baptize then? Because if you were baptized the way Jesus said, they would have baptized you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And so when they said, we have not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit, Paul said, huh? How will you baptize then? They said, unto John's baptism. Which was, John introduced them to Jesus and they said, that's the Messiah. They said, well, we follow Messiah. But they never stayed with Jesus to really get the whole truth. And so they believed that Jesus was the Messiah. They knew he had died, and he was risen again from the dead. It was 19 years later. They knew he was risen up, and they were following the way of the Lord Jesus Christ. But Paul, because he was an apostle, and understood the message of the gospel, and knew he looked at them, and by a word of knowledge, the Holy Spirit says, you need to check these Christians out. Something is not quite right here. We need to correct it so that they can go on their way, being these Christians that God has made them. So Paul asked that question. How will you baptize? They said unto John, baptism. And then Paul told them, John just baptized you. All you have to do is say, I repent. And he dips you in water and that was it. And so Paul baptized them again. Amen? That's why I say if you have been baptized before and you were baptized in a time where you really didn't have good understanding, you need to be baptized again in water. Notice how important water baptism was to Paul. He could have just left water baptism off and prayed with them to receive the Holy Spirit. He didn't do that. He baptized them in water. Baptism in water is very, very important. Don't ignore it. Please don't. Don't. So he baptized them in water. Now notice, after baptizing them in water, he says after he laid his hands on them. So didn't he touch them when they were baptized in water? He apparently touched them when they were baptized in water. Let's read it again, amen? Let's go back. Verse 4. Then Paul said, John indeed baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying to the people that they should believe on him who would come after him, that is, on Christ Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. In other words, they were baptized into Christ. Verse 6, and when Paul had laid his hands on them, 
the Holy Spirit came upon them. Notice they were baptized first, and then Paul laid his hands upon them so that the Holy Spirit would come upon them. And when the Holy Spirit came on them, they all started to speak in tongues. Amen. And the Bible tells us that there were about 12 of them. And this was 19 years later from the day of Pentecost. 19 years later, Paul was still insisting that if you're a Christian, you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit and speak in tongues. And notice he tells us there were 12 of them. How many of them spoke in tongues? All of them. If it were possible for someone to receive the Holy Spirit and not speak in tongues, you get 12. And people say, every time you have a 12, there will be a Judas, right? <laughs> so you should have had at least one person that didn't speak in tongues, right? But every one of them spoke in tongues. If you read in Acts chapter 10, Cornelius had invited some of, that's a Gentile, he had invited some of his friends. He had invited some of his friends and his whole family, and they filled the house, and they sent for Peter. And Peter hadn't been in a Gentile's home before. And he wasn't too sure. But God had told him, you need to obey me, go to this Gentile's house, and go to them and talk to them about Christ. Now, Peter was going to just tell them about Jesus. He wasn't going to go to the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit knew that. Because he was uncomfortable being around Gentiles. He was just going to tell them about Jesus, and if they received Christ, that was okay. And while he was speaking, the Holy Spirit decided, I'm not going to wait for you. They understand the message now. He filled all of them with the Holy Spirit, and they started speaking in tongues. And Peter said, wow. Those were not his words, but... Uh, that's mine, okay? He was shocked to hear that. But notice, again, every one of them spoke in tongues. And if you go to Acts chapter 2, there were 120 people in the upper room waiting for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Because Jesus told them in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, beginning from verse 7, he says, it is not for you to know the times and the seasons that the Father has put in his own power, but you shall receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the uttermost part of the earth. And so they waited, and in Acts chapter 2, on the day of Pentecost, when the day of Pentecost was fully come, there was this great noise that came from heaven, and it was a rush, like a rushing mighty wind. And it filled the house where they were sitting. And there appeared to them tongues. Tongues of fire. I used to wonder, two symbols of the Holy Spirit, right? When the Holy Spirit came on Jesus, he came as a dove, right? And stayed on Jesus. Now, when the Holy Spirit came upon mankind, guess how he came? In what form? tongues what is he saying your tongue has you as a man as a christian your tongue has a great part with the holy spirit's work in your life and in your ministry that's what he's saying your tongue is very important and how did he manifest every one of them started to speak in tongues there were 120 people 
120 people. God is very consistent in his ways. Amen? If you meet that standard, he gives everybody. Every one of them, 120 spoken tongues. I hear people saying, well, uh, tongues is not for everybody. Everybody has their own gift. There is, uh, we have those that have the gift of healing. And so when the gift of healing is out of town and you come to church for healing, you got to wait until two Sundays later when the gift of healing, the man who is called the gift of healing, walks in and says, wow, you got the gift of healing. No, they are the gifts of the Holy Spirit. He is the one that heals. He is the one that does everything. He is the gift. And when he baptizes you, that's the beginning. Because he wants to get a hold of that tongue and make it a tongue of fire. So when you speak with your tongue and this enemy, the devil hears it and sickness hears it, they know that's a tongue of authority and they will obey. But every time when it's taught, everything that becomes great starts as it starts, a beginning. When it starts with you, it has to be in tongues because Every one of them, 120 spoken tongues. Don't fight against what God has freely given to you. Amen. If you have doubts about this and you are not able to go there, I pray that God help you because the Bible says God has not given us the spirit of bondage again to fear, but the spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba, Father. That's Romans 8 verse 15. God didn't give you the spirit of fear, but of love, of power, and of a sound mind. And if you are afraid of the Holy Spirit's baptism and speaking in tongues, what's going on? Why are you afraid of such a gift that God has given thousands, millions of people across the globe? I want mine. Amen. I want mine. If I were among those 120 people and... 119 were all speaking in tongues and I'm standing around not speaking and wondering what's going on here. And Peter says, don't worry, you got the same gift. My question will be, yeah, you're right. How come I'm not speaking? (laughs) And the rest of you are speaking. What's going, what's happening to me? You can't really convince me. I got to have my own gift. You can receive that gift this morning. Amen? You can receive that gift this morning. If you want to be filled with the Holy Spirit, God can give, it, give you. God told me how to help people receive the Holy Spirit in a very simple way. Many times when I go overseas and I'm holding crusades, we have about 50 people, 100 people. They, they receive Christ. They come up to the front. And after they've made their confession of faith, I, I, the Bible says, if you confess Jesus with, with your mouth, then you shall be saved. So I make them confess Jesus to one another. And it's always a beautiful sight. As you see these new converts from paganism, and as they're shaking one another's hand and bowing to one another, and they're telling each other, I've received Christ as my Savior. I am a Christian. I am born again. And you see the smile. As they do that, they walk around going from you know, one person to the other, and you can see the confidence growing them. That they are now children of God. And then I called them back together. And I said, now you are children of God. Now receive the spirit of your heavenly father. And they're looking at me like, huh? What was that? And I explained to them 
that I'm going to pray for you to receive the Holy Spirit. And after I've prayed for you, I'm going to start speaking in tongues. And I, because Jesus said, ask and it shall be given you. Seek and you shall find. Knock, the door will be open to you. And Jesus added, and everyone that asks, receives. Everyone that asks, receives. Everyone means you. Everyone means me. doesn't matter what I'm asking for. Everyone who asks, receives. So, and they tell, yes, I'm, I, they, they stand up and you can see their chest up. That's me. And I said, okay, now, can we pray to receive the, the Spirit of God? And they say, yeah, get, go, go at it real fast. We're ready. I, they don't say it, but I can see it in their eyes. And as soon as we get through praying, I tell them, when you hear me speaking in tongues, you join me. And they decide, yes, no question. Nobody's told them they can. Amen? I like that. No theology, nothing. They're ready. And as soon as I start speaking in tongues, guess what? They follow with their own spirit language and they're mashing back and forth. It's a real glorious sight to behold. I'm telling you, it's really beautiful. God's going to do that with us here this morning. Amen? If you're not filled with the Holy Spirit, there's nothing to be embarrassed about it. Maybe nobody's talked to you about it. But I'm talking to you in the name of the Old Father this morning. You can receive the baptism and start your journey. My life was transformed when I realized I have the generator inside of me. Amen? <laughs> so I spent an hour praying in tongues for months. And after that, Miracles started happening. Amen? All kinds of miracles. How many want to receive? Stand up with me this morning. If you want to receive the Holy Spirit, you've never spoken in tongues, but you want to receive that this morning, can you please come up here? Come and join me. You are invited. Jesus is inviting you. How many want to receive the Holy Spirit this morning? Let me see your hand up. Everybody can speak in tongues. Come on here, sir. Come up. Come up. Come up. I thank you. That's wonderful. Appreciate that. If you want to receive, don't be bashful. Please come. It's the gift of your father. And God's going to give you that gift today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Don't allow fear to hold you back. Because it's that simple. Amen? It's that simple. I need some of our prayer partners up here. Please. Yes. And remember what I said. Let me read that scripture. So important. Please give me that scripture. I can never quote it. Uh, Luke chapter 11, beginning from verse 9. Luke chapter 11, beginning from verse 9. Please, those of you who want to receive the Holy Spirit, let's read this together. All of us. So, can you join me, please? Join. Let's read. So, I say to you, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. Verse 10 to 13, please. For everyone who asks, receives. Can we say that again? For everyone who asks, can we say that again? For everyone who asks, receives. And he who seeks, finds and to him who knocks it will be open verse 11 if a son asks for bread from any father among you will he give him a stone god's not going to give you a devil no okay 
Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent instead of a fish? Or if he asks for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? Absolutely no. Verse 13. If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit? I can dance about that. Amen. I can dance. All you have to do is ask him, right? It's that simple. Let's not make it complicated. Just ask him. And if you ask, believe that you've received. And when you hear the rest of us speaking in tongues, don't say to yourself, what should I say? Because it's not going to come from your head. Just let it go. Become a child for the first time. Amen? You know how children just babble whatever comes up? They don't care what you think? Jesus said, except you are converted and become like a child, you will in no wise enter the kingdom. Be a child. Just let go. And just join the rest of your brothers and sisters. Begin to pray in tongues. And the Holy Spirit, not one split second, will go by. When you open your mouth to start speaking, he meets you right there. He will not allow you to say a word that's not coming from him. That's how watchful the Holy Spirit is, okay? Let's pray. Say with me, those of you. And if you are in the congregation, do the same thing with me. Every one of us is going to be praying in tongues this morning. Shut the door. Nobody's going out. We all will be praying in tongues this morning. And uh, if you're out there and you want to receive, you're not out here, God doesn't disqualify you. Join us. Amen? When you hear your brothers and sisters speaking in tongues, join. Amen? Join this glorious company. Amen? Let's pray to the Father. Heavenly Father, I thank you. Say it with me. Thank you for sending Jesus into the world to die for my sins. I have accepted Jesus, the Son of God, into my life as my Lord and my Savior. Today, Lord Jesus, I come to you because I know that you are the one who baptizes with the Holy Spirit and with fire. So, Jesus, I ask you to fill me now with your Holy Spirit. Enable me today to speak with other tongues as your Spirit gives utterance. Lord, as I open my mouth to join my brothers and sisters, speaking in tongues help me i believe that i've received the holy spirit and that i can right now speak in tongues thank you jesus for filling me with your holy spirit today in jesus name amen now are we ready are we ready now let's go Let's start speaking in tongues. When you hear me speaking, you join me. Amen. Join me, join me, join me. Join me, join me. Join me, join me. Join me, join me. Sotele bakore kada da bakaro sakara da bakaya sara. 
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lift up your hands and worship the Lord in the spirit. The Bible says, and we're not apologizing to, for this. The Bible says, I can, I will speak with, the, with my spirit. I will also speak with the understanding. Today, we can sing in the spirit. We can sing also with our understanding. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So bakunda la sheka. Don't speak in English, speak in tongues. You don't have to qualify because he already qualified you. Amen. Jesus qualified you and that's good enough. That's good enough for God. If it's good enough for God, he should be good enough for you. All you have to do is start praying in tongues. Thank you, Lord. Let's lift our hands up. I believe let this air. They will receive. Let's give God glory. Let's give God thanks. You are all servants of the living God. You are all children of the living God. God is with you. Emmanuel. God is with you. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. You are his favorite. You are his favorite child. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Let's lift our hands up again. We're going to be closing right now. Father, I bless your people in the name of Jesus. I pray that you prepare the path, a path for their feet, a high ground for them, oh God. They will walk and not be weary. They run. They will not faint in Jesus' name. The strength of the Lord is theirs in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. As they leave, they are not leaving your presence. Your presence goes with them. Thank you, Father. I give you praise. And God's people said, Amen. You're dismissed. God bless you.